This episode is part of the series Know Your Candidates. Conversations with the candidates for the election of 2019 in the city of Holyoke, Massachusetts. Radio Plasma does not support or oppose any candidate for public office. This is a nonpartisan, independent media outlet dedicated to promoting a peace culture, embracing diversity, sharings of opinions and ideas, and ensure all voices are represented in our media. This is Radio Plasma, a space dedicated to the exchange of ideas, conversations, stories, music, performances, and randomness. Listen at radioplasma.com. Also, you can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Play, TuneIn, and Stitcher. Welcome to our series, Know Your Candidates, conversations with the candidates to the Holyoke City Council in the 2019 municipal election of November 5th. I'm Johan Rashivega, and our guest is Israel Rivera, running at large. Welcome, Israel, and thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. So you are running for city council at large. I think many people in the city are rooting for you because it's an exciting new addition to the names in the ballot. Overall, whenever we see new names, new ideas, fresh ideas coming to the involvement of local government, that's always a good thing to have. So it's really good to see this happening. So let's get to know a little bit about your background. Who are you? So people who may not yet know who Israel Rivera is which I doubt, yeah. so we can get started on knowing also about your candidacy. Um, let me begin again by saying thank you for having me here and giving me the time and the space to be able to share um, about Israel Rivera and letting the community get familiar with myself and what I'm about. I grew up in Holyoke. I was born in Gary, Indiana. Um, we moved to Puerto Rico, and from Puerto Rico we moved here, I believe. I was probably about four, five years old. Since I can remember, I lived in, on Hampshire Street, and then we moved to the flats when I was probably about seven, eight years old. From there on, I grew up, I would call myself like a Boys and Girls Club kid. I began uh, in the Boys and Girls Club when I was about seven years old, same, around the same time when I began playing Little League Baseball here in Holyoke. I also ended up playing Sacred Heart um, Youth CYO Basketball, thanks to Sandy Regali, Mrs. Regali, who... Uh, was my fourth grade, fourth grade teacher and ended up signing me up as a kid just randomly for McMahon School, which was pretty cool at the time. It was, it was school choice at the time. It wasn't the same as now where you live districtized. If you live in the flats now, you go to Kelly. Back then, I lived in the flats, and we had the choice to go to McMahon School. It's pretty awesome. I ended up uh, getting a, a job at the Boys and Girls Club, too, as well, at when I turned about 14 years old. And then from there, I, my working with youth and community, it... it, it Never, I mean, it stopped after, but it was only after I was let go from the Boys and Girls Club around 19, 20 years old because I wasn't going to college. And at the time, I was more of a, in a lost realm um, and I needed to find myself. So from there on out, I ended up having to transform my life due to circumstances of me getting arrested. Uh, I was a knucklehead ended up doing five years in prison. I come out, 
I reach back out to the Boys and Girls Club, who then helps me out get involved with the Holyoke, Holyoke Safe and Successful Youth Initiative. Not to confuse it with the Holyoke Safe Neighborhood Initiative. Two different entities. And in the beginning, they, I mean, they work together as well, too. But um, so when I got out, I ended up reaching out to Victor Rojas at the Boys and Girls Club, who was always a mentor to me. Um, and then he put me on with uh, Megan Grant and uh, Mike Kresman, who were running a at-risk program for youth that were coming out of prison. And they felt like it would be a good transition for me and for them at the same time because I was, I was a youth who worked with youth and I already had experience working with the youth. Um, and then I was transitioning in finding my, myself, going to college at the same time at Holy Community College because I immediately enrolled at Holy, at Holy Community College. And then from there forward, it just, I, worked, I got employed at Career Point working for the Holyoke Safe and Successful Youth Initiative. I ended up being, uh, first I started as an outreach coordinator. I rose the ranks, ended up being a workforce development coordinator. I feel like the opportunities granted to me from my release gave me the chance to give back and tried to reshape the narrative for the community and the city of Holyoke itself. I feel like, although not born here, I was raised here from like the age of four, right? Uh, I feel like I am Holyoke and I've experienced all sides of Holyoke, which has provided me with the right skill set to help manage certain situations and have a different perspective on how to handle or approach situations that normally are handled from a distance, I would say. Whereas I feel like I can be a part of any part of the communities here in Holyoke, anywhere. When I was in high school, I used to go to keg parties. I used to hang out with, with the crowd above Northampton Street, and I used to go to friendlies to hang out after the football games. I have friends on all parts of the city, and I feel like I can tap into that um, to try to unify the community of Holyoke together. I, I mean, all on one page. And with me running, I feel like I can get people in motivated to vote that normally don't come out, right? Because I've already got like four or five friends that just registered to vote for the first time. At the same time, like you were saying, a lot of people are like, wow, it's awesome. I feel like it's more of an underdog feeling, right? Coming from behind because I have, I have a background. I'm not supposed to be here technically. That's always been my thing. I'm not supposed to be where I'm at. That's what helps me shine a little brighter in regards to uh, the situations I, I, I face with running now for politics. <laughs> I'm just trying to help the community, man, at a larger scale versus just um, doing community engagement at, on a regular basis, which is awesome. And I have been very successful at it. But this is another step. And I feel like this is going to help the community at a larger scale um, for the long haul. And seeing how much the need of understanding the situations that the city of Holyoke and its communities have to deal with every day, and you see this polarity and division and lack of understanding of how things are from the uphills and yeah. the downhills of the city, and you see how many times at city council this lack of understanding lack of becomes, becomes an issue, becomes a problem. And maybe when you bring this education mm -hmm. and a better understanding and a better way to deal with these situations as well, to find solutions instead of just perpetuating the conflict. Right. 
becomes useful and becomes something that really makes the whole work to go forward, to move forward. Right. So, I mean, it's, it's about altering the narrative for me. And when, and when I mean altering the narrative, is it's, it's not the constant conversation around divide and around creating a larger barrier between what is called the tale of two cities here in Holyoke, right? At the end of the day, some people don't want to talk about it. Some people don't say it's true or don't want to mention it. But in the, in the reality, I, I code switch here in Holyoke on a regular basis. Who I hang out with, I speak differently. And, and depending on what part of Holyoke I'm in, I have to code switch, change the way it is, which is okay. But the fact that I have to do that, it just shows you that it, it's there. And I feel like I have the skill set or I... My life experience has provided me with a skill set that can approach situations at city council with a broader perspective to help the community overall versus I see things black, white, I can see things gray. And you kind of need to see things gray sometimes. I mean, I hate gray. I hate gray area. Me personally, I hate gray area. But on a political level, there has to be a meeting in between. There has to be. So when you see all of these situations happening and also adding the life experiences of your own, including the successes, yes, this, which is the, the most important part, seeing how you have grown so much in the past couple of years. Yeah, it's, it's in, I was released in 2012. From 2012, I graduated from HCC uh, with my associate's degree in 2016. Then in 2018, I graduated from the University of Massachusetts with my bachelor's degree. Right now, I'm enrolled at University of Massachusetts in the master's administration, no, public policy and administration program. Uh, I just took my first two summer classes. Things are actually going pretty good considering my, my, my past, right? Considering the circumstances I've gone through. I feel like, again, this is more of a representation for a larger community versus just, this is just for me. Like, I don't, I don't feel like I run or anything that I do, community cleanups, uh, community dinners, uh, whatever it is, a basketball tournament, or assisting in organizing the rebuilding of a basketball court. Like there's all these different things that, that I feel like people call accomplishments. For me, it, it translates to community. You get what I mean? Um, I don't know, just for me, the larger picture is the people and what they want. People keep asking me, like, what's the platform, right? The platform is the people, for me. It's the people. When I knock on doors, when I go knocking on doors, I'm gonna find out what it is that is the main concern. That'll be, that's, that's, a, that's an issue I gotta tackle. Whether it could, it could be the school issue, it could be the, uh, the no on Yale issue, it could be public safety. Whichever one it is, I have, I'm going to be knocking on doors. I'm going to be hearing what are their main concerns and what are their main issues. That is what's going to motivate how I function or how I operate if and when I win city council. Without stating the obvious, what are the motivations that led you to decide, I'm running for city council at large for this particular election? I guess the motivations, it, it's been a couple years coming, right? I felt like I needed, I would like to help the community, community at a larger level with actual policy influence, being able to 
actually sit in these meetings and weigh in on some decisions that affect the community overall, even the, com the community that feels like they don't care what's going on, <laughs> they don't realize it. <laughs> so it's, it's been that. Um, also, working at SSYI, it taught me a lot about how the city functions, how where the funds go, where the dollars go, where things are invested, and what the outcome of is that. And I feel like I could help influence things in a way where community is put first versus the bottom line. You get what I'm saying? The bottom line is important, right? But right now we're in a, we're in a state of, I feel like there's a state of flux here, here and there. I love Holyoke. Everything that comes out of my mouth is positive about Holyoke, but we have to be re real when we look at our situation right now and we try to, we can't agree whether or not we want new schools. And the issue when it comes to the taxes on that, that's a valid point for a homeowner. It's a valid argument. I want new schools because my wife is pregnant. I'm gonna be a homeowner soon. Like, I'm there. Like, I agree with the, both sides, but I gotta advocate for the new schools. And I think about it where we're, we're uh, across the board. The educational system is what it is right now, right? But new buildings last longer than whoever is in power right now, right? We're, we're in the buildings that were built, but depends what building you're in, <laughs> right? So at the end of the day, it's just, we have to think larger as a community about what our vision is long-term. If there's disagreement with our educational system and you don't agree with what's happening now in the system, it doesn't mean that you shun it out and you are like, ah, we're not doing that. We're not attending their events. We're not doing this, we're not doing that. How, so how are we to progress? I feel like coming from a broader perspective, I could help solve some of those, or like build the bridge to some of those barriers. So what do you think at this point where we see a city council that has less number of members compared to the last time there was an election? Yeah. How do you think it has been its work so far? I, I'm trying to get every candidate to see yeah. both the positive, what are the accomplishments made by city council in this, in this way, and at the same time, what are the learning opportunities or the issues that still need improvement? So this is, this is kind of a hard question, right? Because if I was to win city council, then the question gets asked on like, what, what were my accomplishments while I was there, right? So like, I'll be criticizing, critiquing people, and if I win, Like, well, you were talking about this person. Look at you now. <laughs> like, um, now, um, I think for me, following city council and uh, seeing the way it, it has functioned now, I have to be completely honest in saying that it depends what the topics are, right? So, like, there are some topics. I remember once. I, I, I don't remember exactly what it was. But I think it had to do with public safety. And I was like, yes, Kevin Jordan, get him. You know what I mean? Like, get them. But then there's, I, we can go to the next meeting, and I feel like ah, it's a hit or a miss depending on where my politics are, right? I think where the accomplishments are is where they have been able to meet across the aisle. And that should be the, the, the main focus for the council moving forward always, right? So, like, 
there are issues that bring the worst out of some people, right? And bring the worst out of the community. We have to refrain from that as much as possible, I feel like. Because it only feeds the stigma more about us and about Holyoke. And I say us because Holyoke is near and dear to my heart. I don't know. Like, yeah, comes to accomplishments, I guess I can't speak on what I feel their accomplishments are. Uh, there are certain things that I, I agree with, but I'm different. My bad. <laughs> like, I'm different. What do you think could be the things you can specifically bring to city council, particularly when you are running at large, which means you are going to be taking care of different aspects and interests by the constituents in the whole city, the seven wards, and issues that have to do with representation of every single constituent in the city. You just mentioned that you have that experience, life experience and understanding of the different levels in the community, in the city. So what are, in more specific ways, the different skills that you bring to the table? I guess my, the skills I, would bring to, I bring to the table when it comes to that is just networking skills. I've been involved in all facets that comes to Holyoke, youth sports, the public schools, Uh, um, working in the Boys and Girls Club has allowed, I mean, they, as a kid growing up, has allowed me the opportunity to meet, like, a larger population of people in Holyoke. I feel like I can go to any part of Holyoke and I know somebody. Like, I can literally organize a party in any part of Holyoke. I can go to South Holyoke, get some of the people together. I can go to uh, the flats, get some people together. I can try to get people organized in, in um, Ward 7. <laughs> like, I, I, I know people in the communities. I'm sure we're, like, I throw some ideas together, knocking on the doors. People are going to be willing to come out and organize for what they want to see different in their community. Um, and that's what, what I'm more about, and that's what I feel like I'm going to be able to bring to the table versus everyone else. If you were to, um, and, I, and it's not about the comparison stuff, but I've been doing this for a long time. I'm, I'm probably the youngest or one of the youngest that are that's running, right? But I've been doing this for a long time. And I mean, I've been community organizing for a long time, not just now. And hopefully I can help translate it into being a voice for the community as a, as a representative at City Council. Should you join City Council as a councilor at large, what will be some of the priorities that you see as points to start taking action priorities. I guess for me, education is one. How? That's going to be a larger conversation with the council because I'm just one member, right? I feel like actually a priority for me is to build relationships with the council members that are already on there so that when I do have ideas, it makes it easier for them to go through um, or have support. But I feel like education needs more focus here in the community and not just focus financially but like focus as in bringing the people together to support it across the board across the board however possible then I would also say public safety and what it looks like and for whom that's just me personally I grew up in the flats I, I some things that for me as a kid that were a norm are not norms for other people so I guess fixing that or trying to navigate that circumstance or situation, right? So that it makes it um, 
easier for the community to uh, police itself on one aspect because I'm, I'm a big fan of community policing, true community policing, where the community has the power to actually um, hold itself accountable to a certain extent. Obviously, when it gets out of control, you call the cops, right? But um, to a certain extent, when the power is taken from them, you kind of end up getting, I feel like, some form of chaos where it's like, it's not my problem. Let the police handle that. And when that comes and the police is like, then the police come to ask you, hey, what happened? And their mindset is just like, it's your job. You get what I'm saying? Like, the power has kind of been taken. So I feel like giving the people back some of that power, how does that look? At the moment, I don't know. You know what I mean? But that, that again, is a conversation that is a larger conversation with the council, with some of the police members, or some people on the police force, because they obviously are going to have some concerns on how that looks, too. Those are things for me, more or less. Um, but at, overall, I think it's more support for community and small business. I, I feel like those are more important, some important facts, too. Like, and when I mean community... Um, I mean, like, smaller community movements, not just the large ones. There are smaller groups doing different, engaging community in, in different ways and trying to somehow build the bridge between them and the larger picture, like the institutions that are providing services, so like education, health services, uh, police force, or whoever. Build the bridge with these smaller people that are doing engagements and are actually connecting with family members that other entities in the community are having issues with. And not to say that they're not doing a good job, but it's just everyone else can always use some help. So what is going to be your strategy for doing campaign and interacting with the community in the whole city to get their support and vote for Israel Rivera at large? Oh, uh, man. Strategy, huh? Um... I'm not a politician. <laughs> That's all I got to say. I'm not a politician, man. Uh, I do this for the people. Um, I'm going to work this out. I have a crew of people that are going to step up and help me out. I'm hoping that this actually becomes a people campaign where people actually step up and come out. If I win, I actually want to win because the people want me to be there, not because I... I did whatever I had to do to win. I actually, I want to be the people's choice, more or less. Like, I would prefer that. I play to win, though. Ultimately, um, when it comes to strategy, I'm learning as I go. I, and I'm going to reach out to some people that I know that have experience in doing this. I'm going to take what I can from them. But I feel like not many people know Holyoke like I do. So I have selected who I feel like can help me in this endeavor and help me bridge the gap so that I can get the votes that are going to be needed for me to win. Ultimately, I, I, I am going to go door knocking in most of the higher wards first because I feel like, although they know me, or some do, I feel like they need to get to know me better. And I would like to get to, to know them a lot better. Then I come down here where I'm always at anyways. I'm in the flats all day, every day. I drive around. South Holyoke. I'm in the communities of a sergeant and chestnut. I'm I'm gonna be the, like the one counselor that's actually in the community all the time. And I don't even mean to say it that way. It's just I am part of the community, bro. Like.
how can people get more information about you in the process of being a candidate for city council at large? And at the same time, in case that they want to support by door knocking or in any other ways. You can look me up on Facebook. Yeah, you can hit me up on that page. I You could hit me up on Instagram, too, as well. It's My personal is very Rivera, but I changed it into a political campaign account. So that way, people could reach out to me there as well. I can't actually solicit funds, but on the page, they, because I'm a state employee. But uh, on the page, there is an, a link to all the other extra stuff that you need to do that if you decided to. Yeah, reach out to the page, uh, send an inbox, um, or even post it there on the wall, and somebody will reach out to you to see what, where, when, what time, and what you would like to do. Bodies are needed. Bodies are dearly needed. Yeah. So what will be your message for the community in Holyoke to give their vote to you as city councilor at large? I guess for me, uh, it would be vote for me or vote for Izzy, right? Or Israel Rivera, because on the, on the ballot, it's not going to be Izzy. It would be so much easier if it was. <laughs> you vote for me, um, you'll get somebody that's honest, fair, has perspective with regards to Holyoke overall, experienced, and has the community's best interest at heart, right? And help, help me alter the narrative, right? That's where it's at, the narrative of Holyoke. Help me alter that, or at least control it. Like I, I just saw a post my man Harry Melendez put up control the narrative and his hashtag that right there is deep deep and then coming from him I consider people like that leaders that's that, that I mean not to say that there aren't but we've been through it but yeah yeah I'll try my best that's where it's at this is our conversation with Israel Rivera easy in our series of conversations with the candidates for city council in this municipal election of 2019 And I want to thank you, Isi, for this time, for this conversation, and also for running, for doing this, and setting an example for the community, for becoming a representation for many to see that, yes, it can be done, it right. should be done. And I hope this also keeps inspiring more people to keep getting involved in the process of local government, mm -hmm. because it's that important. Thank you. This is our series, Know Your Candidates, conversations with the candidates of the City of Holyoke Municipal Election of 2019. And remember, the preliminary election for Ward 3 is going to be on September 24th. Last day to register to vote for this is on September 4th. The City of Holyoke Municipal Election is November 5th, and the last day to register to vote is October 16th. For more information on registering to vote, please visit holyoke.org or you can also visit the city clerk's office at Holyoke City Hall. Easy once again, thank you so much. Thank you for having me again. The session has been recorded in the studios of New England Media Lab inside Gateway City Arts in Holyoke, Massachusetts. I'm your producer and host, Johan Rashivega. Thank you for listening. <laughs>